I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And this week, well, it's a little shorter one this week, guys, but... It's an important one nonetheless. Today, it's all about belonging, inclusion, being a part of a community. Inspired by the events of the last week or so over the US? You betcha. But I do hope that the short story that I give today and the message inspires you to engage in community, to foster an inclusive mindset and engage in your contract as being a positive, active participant in the communities that you're a part of. Your performance and of those around you absolutely flourish when we do things together. What do they say? Power of a team or something like that, yeah? Well, today we're going to dive in and explore it. But before we do go rummaging around in our meat and potatoes, we've got some important elements to check off first. Oh, and don't forget to stay till the end today. It's the third instalment of the Peter Minute. By now, I'm sure I'm going to be confusing you on that section, but, well, the rewards will only come on the patient on that one, I promise you. But let's get today rolling with our squaddy update. Over the past couple of weeks, our athletes have begun to gain access to swimming pools. And for many, it's been almost 100 days of no swimming. Of course, the questions are there. How long is it going to take to get better? How far behind am I going to be? Is this ever going to get easier? And so let's use today's squatty update to provide perspective for the listeners, you guys that are swimmers or triathletes and are just dipping your toe back into the swimming pool. Well, here's the good news, at least through my lens. The good news is that it isn't going to take you that long to get back to pre-COVID-19 performance. If you're consistent and you ramp sensibly, you can expect a return to really strong performance and consistent training results within about 45 days. And in the big picture, that really isn't long. So how should you break the program down? Well, what I would deploy and what our athletes at Purple Patch are doing is a three-week what we call return to swim program. So 21 days where we expect about three swims each week. Now, if the athlete can't gain access to a pool three times weekly, and then the protocol is going to become four weeks or so, and they're going to do one or two weekly swims. It's all within the confounds of what you have available to you. But sticking with the assumption of three weeks, 21 days, three swims each week, each week in the return to swim program, no different than if you're returning from injury, progresses in load. And there's a global theme. Week one, all we're looking to do is to gain familiarity of being in the water. A lot of technical focus and any intervals that we do are endurance focused and shorter in distance. There are no 400s or 500s or 1000s, lots of 25s and 50s and up to 100s, maybe sneaking up to a 200 or so, but breaking it apart so that it can be, well, what's the word? Oh yeah, enjoyable, successful, 
that type of thing. Week two, we maintain the technical focus, but now we start to bring in more endurance intervals and we keep those endurance intervals broken up into short distance repetitions with consistent rests so that we can enable the development of resilience, but we're not chasing speed and we're not having a decline in the ability to retain good form. And then with success of that, we are free to progress to week three. And that's where we start to actually put some real pressure behind the endurance development, but we take the gloves off. We hit for the first time real work. Intervals coming up to a threshold effort, strong and sustainable, maybe with a little bit more rest than we would typically. And so what's the quest of this very sensible, very simple three-week protocol? It is to prepare to prepare to train. What? Say that again? Yes, the three weeks is to enable you to finish the three weeks and then be ready to take on your regular hard training sessions. A little bit of patience now and ramp over the three weeks and by the fourth week, well, you can charge. And with that runway, your return to swim, you're dialing in and by six weeks, or that 45 days, well, you're gonna be flying. Good to go. I hope that helps for you eager beavers ramping back into the swim. But now, Barry, what do you think, mate? Is it time to do it? I think so. Bring out the ukulele. It is Word of the Week. We like the way he thinks, serious with the wings. Yes, the word of the week this week, rainbows. I might get myself in a little bit of trouble for this one, but here we go. A few years ago, Purple Patch designed a special one-off cycling kit. It was complete with the Purple Patch logo on the base of a white background. And the kit itself included a rather vibrant rainbow motif. Now, it wasn't the same rainbow motif that represents the LGBTQ community, but it was a rainbow nonetheless. Lots of people purchased the kit. They liked it. It looked stylish. It wasn't making a statement, but it was wonderful. And in my inbox, one day, I received an email. An email was a complaint from one of the Purple Patch athletes. He was aghast in his words that we would support those gays. How could we stand behind a flag like that? And he was disgusted with the behavior of such animals. Ironically, and I first explained to him, the kit was actually just a cool design. It wasn't a statement. It wasn't actually the rainbow that represents that cause. But, his email did enable us to reflect on our relationship with this athlete. I still happen to have the email that I responded. And so I'll read a section today. And I will point out that I was very courteous to begin. But this paragraph may be in the respect of hindsight. Maybe I could have worded it differently. But... Here it goes, I'll share it with you. 
Purple Patch has a wonderful community and welcomes all sorts of people from around the world. We welcome every person into Purple Patch, white, black, gay, lesbian, straight, weird, wacky, and of course, wonderful. We are proud that we coached the very first transgender athlete to represent the US in international competition. By the way, for you listeners, that's a certain Chris Mosier. You should follow him. Very interesting and a super guy. All these people that are part of our community share a common goal of self-improvement. And this is the thread that bonds us. The only people that we prefer to exclude from our community are racist, sexist, homophobic bigots. And with this in mind, I think that we should explore our coaching relationship and potentially agree to part ways. With all this said, we wish you the very best of your journey and performance and I hope of self-evolution and growth. Yes, I didn't get a response. But now as I reflect, I hope that gentleman has evolved his thinking. Perhaps he has. And I do honestly believe in people's capacity to grow. And he might have actually been burdened with experience that I just didn't know about. To be honest, I don't think I was that mature in writing that. And I think I could have delivered the message better. But at the time, well, that's how it was done. I think I could have done better. But beyond my sarcasm in response, and the key point here, is under the banner of our cool kit that just happened to have a mix of colours in it, is the understanding that racism isn't a political issue. It's a human rights issue. There's nothing controversial about being anti-racist. No different than you being against people that would urge for the legalisation of child trafficking or abuse against women. As a society, and within each of our communities, we can come together to reject any form of discrimination. And we can also commit to listen and learn and grow individually and as a collective. Our theme today is around community. And we are all members of communities. And the positive coming together of people that is the backbone of success, including even your performance. And that is why... I reminisce today that the word of the week is rainbows. And now, well, let's move from rainbows to sausages. It is the meat and potatoes. Yes, the meat and potatoes. How do I start? Well, in the last week, Kelly and I have spent a lot of time reflecting, discussing, listening. And to be honest, to say that it's a confusing time is an understatement. When I reflect in early March, the full force of COVID-19 struck. And there were massive changes to lives, disruption to the fabric of how we do things. And there was adversity for so many, with our ambitious athletes and fitness populations left rudderless with no compass around their performance goals. And while it was destabilizing to begin, I realized very quickly that there was a clear and obvious role for myself and all of Purple Patch to play. It was a time that we could 
and should step forward and lead. Most of the tools needed for people to successfully navigate that crisis at a personal level were right in our wheelhouse of expertise. We could help with perspective, managing the controllables, developing habits of performance, helping people with resilience, health and fitness, and understanding adaptability, or love as we love to say, changeability, being the backbone of successful management. As terrible as COVID-19 was, or in fact, I should say is, we had the chance to step up and lead. The last 10 days have felt very different. A clear issue in Western society and something that Kelly, myself, the whole Purple Patch team are against, racism. At the same time, we acknowledge we have no real moral authority to take a leadership role or guide at this time. We've had to self-reflect on our role in the issue, some of our unconscious biases that maybe we had no idea or maybe even still have no idea that we have. It's disorientating. It's disorientating on what to say, how to step forward as individuals and as a business, how to help. We appreciate that silence is not an option. At the same time, a few strokes on the keyboard and a one-day blackout of social media is hardly impactful over the long term. It's just kind of checking a box of obligation in some ways. So what we can do at moments like this, though, is to self-reflect, is to listen, learn, and commit to ourselves and as a team and as a company to grow. An important part or personal part of the process has been to investigate our own unconscious bias. An honest assessment of the biases that we might actually hold, whether gender-based, sexuality-based, race-based, all elements that I would vehemently shout that I have no bias, but undoubtedly do carry some unconsciously. And I realise, probably now more than ever, that this takes time. It takes real self-reflection, looking in the mirror. And it also takes a certain kind of brutal self-honesty in the pursuit of growth. And I tell you this, my journey, our journey, isn't over by a stretch. But it is important to get down into it and start to take part in that journey. As an organisation we've decided that we're not going to rush into declaring what our role is going to be in the issue. Apart from we have committed that we will have a role, we will commit right now. But we want any commitment to be really meaningful and impactful and come out of our listening, our reflection, our growth. Whether it's programming for underprivileged children in the Bay Area, a diversity education program that we collaborate with a diversity educator and produce, or funding for appropriate causes or something else. We want to broaden our perspective personally, individually, as well as a whole team at Purple Patch, and we want to have an impact. But we want to reflect and deliver that in a really meaningful way. And so that's been our week and what does that have to do with today's podcast? What are we talking about? What I've gone through? Well, I'm sure that you've gone through a similar set of 
thinking and decision making. And I'm not going to stand here right now and shout into the microphone about my personal views on systematic issues or racism or police or leaders. I'm not going to tell anyone what to think or what to do. But we've thought about it a lot. And we believe that there is one thing, at least today, that Purple Patch is pretty good at. And I think it's a part, a small part, of the puzzle that's important. And that's a word that I've already said a couple of times in the show, which is community. Community is the backbone of Purple Patch. And so today, under this context and umbrella, I just want to talk about what I believe it means to be a part of a community. The backbone of Purple Patch is that word, community. And ironically, many of the athletes that we help participate in what can be seen as a highly individual pursuit. But I believe that community is a massive catalyst for any individual's performance. And so let's today consider community. Let's first think about the communities that we have at Purple Patch. And for the sake of this discussion today, we're going to define community as very simply a coming together of people. And so there are those that endeavor for or are passionate about health and fitness that makes up a rather large community. There are endurance athletes. That's another community. I am personally a part of the community of endurance coaches. And of course, purple patch athletes make up our community. Within that Purple Patch community, we have smaller communities still. We have our squad of pro athletes. We have our executives and CEOs that are performance driven and leadership focused. They're a community and there are many, many more. Community is important. It's a powerful platform to help people thrive. As long, as long as the constituents of that community feel like they really belong. They feel like they really belong. Because to truly be a part of a community, there is typically an unwritten contract that its members should abide by. And the most successful communities are one in which they foster an environment of belonging. Each member steps up and does their part and members maintain a high degree of empathy for all of the other members of that community. It's a basic but critically important part of the fabric of success. A wonderful community is an accelerant on the performance of all of the members within it. A challenged community can suppress and can isolate and can drag down the whole. And so how can we identify and appreciate what makes that special community? Well, to illustrate, why don't I tell you a little story? And for our story, we need a hero. So I look around my house as I do this recording. Let's choose a hero today. Why don't we choose my son, Baxter? After all, today is his eighth birthday. So, Baxter, 
You are the hero of this story. Now, this is an imaginary story, but I tell you this story to highlight the difference between being included and actually belonging. And that's really the crux of everything. The difference between inclusion and belonging. And so our hero, Baxter, is very keen to start soccer. Hopefully, his team will be Southend United, although I think that's doubtful. But imagine if I signed Baxter up for a soccer team. He would be very excited. And on day one, he arrives. He does practice for a week, and then he readies himself for the first game. He's included. In fact, when he arrives at the first game, he starts. He plays in the left side of midfield, and he plays as well as he possibly can. He is a part of the team. He's included in the team. Job done, right? Maybe, but maybe not. Because after the game, the rest of the team head to the local ice cream shop to celebrate and get a good old ice cream. Baxter isn't invited, and he rightfully feels excluded. The rest of the team enjoy their ice cream. Baxter goes home. You see, Baxter is included, but he doesn't belong. There is a massive difference between being included and truly belonging to a community. Now, before we all feel too sorry for Baxter, our hero and the story, whose birthday it is today, this situation didn't actually occur. But the story does highlight the importance of building community. Let's dive in. To be part of a community in which each member truly feels like they belong, those members must be able to develop trust. And success comes from an environment that trust is central between the members of the community. And trust can only emerge at the individual level when each one of the members feels safe. Now, I'm not talking about PPE equipment or safe from physical harm that all the ADA requirements are met. Now, what I mean is that every member of the community feels like they can actually be who they truly are. That they're free to be able to speak up and say what's on their mind. And that they're free from pressure to conform or act to something that they're truly not. And when an environment of safety occurs, then people can actually be who they are. They are much more likely to speak up. They're able to express all of their glorious quirks, twists and turns and be included and accepted and, dare I say it, embraced. And at its essence, the community of America prides itself on being a melting pot. And at Purple Patch, we work darn hard to develop a sense of belonging for everyone, even Angus. In fact, the only parameter that we have that we would ever call people out on is just putting out not enough effort. What do I say? Oh yeah, I don't care how fast you are because we're all united behind a common goal of self-improvement. Respect is based on effort, not how much power you produce on the bicycle. But with that, 
I still think that we can do better. No, let me check that. That's a cop-out. I know we can do better. We can be more inclusive. We can broaden our community. We need to broaden our community. We can work harder and harder to develop a sense of belonging for each member. And in our own communities, whether family, business, team within a business, sports team, coaching squad, friends, we can collectively strive to develop a safe environment that creates enhanced trust and an avenue of belonging. And this is, at essence, why Kelly and I believe so strongly in community. It's why we consistently try to listen to our constituents that make up our community. And it is why we must must always continue to try to improve. And yeah, this absolutely begins with leadership. If you're a coach or a business owner or a manager, maybe even a president, your community will be a byproduct of how you behave, the culture you set, the language you use. And we have seen across the spectrum some stunningly bad leadership. And it has corroded communities and belonging. And it's created divide. And it isn't helpful. And so as we self-reflect and look to grow, our focus this week at Purple Patch is community. And I hope that you feel like you belong. Because we're really trying to listen. And we commit to listening more. And so, thank you so much, guys. This week, community. And now we're going to finish the show with a bit of inspiration because it is, and I'm very excited about this, the third installment of The Peter Minute. As a reminder, we follow a Peter who, like Pele and Maradona, goes by a single name on his epic quest towards an unnamed event. His journey will likely include failings, obstacles and challenges, some of which he might even navigate with success. And we find him this week in week three of his performance journey, a time that many of us who follow assume that cracks might start to appear. But no, this week, Peter reports it's been another very good week. Resilience remains and his weekend running adventure was his best yet. His confidence climbs into the high teens for ultimate success. The lofty hope of aspiration of clearing the bar of mediocrity. The performance this week even brought Peter to bring up discussions of optimal nutrition. Doesn't that sound heroic? He wants to set himself up for success and believes in those four pillars that he's heard so much about. Tackling one at a time, he asked me about nutrition. Now, this education began with a declaration that he would not limit his beer consumption. That is one of his own pillars. But he has, by the end of the conversation, decided that he's going to do better on a global hydration and proper post-workout fueling. With all that said, his last miles of the run were executing with a salivated mouth as he readied himself for sausages that awaited towards the end of his run. Just who is this man of mystery, straddling the line between performance and inevitable failure? Well, you're going to have to keep listening for it to begin to reveal itself. And that's it for the Peter Minute. It's also it for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Come back next week. It is a goodie next week. And of course, we're back to regular programming. Until then, stay safe, take care, 
And remember, we're all part of a community. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. If you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review the show. The Apple Podcast link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Cheers!